Welcome to Thought Cops, coming to you live from the mean streets of Neo Chicago. I am Officer Kevin. I'm Officer Grant, and coming to us live from Porg Street is Asterios. Hey, hey, don't dox him. Well, it's I, it's on his wall right I know, he's got his address right there Porg behind Street. him. Someone sent me a license plate that said Pork Street, and now it's on my wall. That's a license? Oh, you cut out the letters, I see. Someone cut several license plates up into those ransom note license plates. Wait a second, wait a second. Do you think these people went around their city block, like, cutting up P-O-R-G, and these guys are like, why are there missing letters from my license plate? The cop pulls them over, like, what is going on here? Is I, that what happened? I th- if it is what happened, I have no knowledge of it. But like their loss is my gain. Fair I enough. thought to myself, and look, hear me out on this one, guys. Like I thought, like is a nice change of pace. What if I didn't like over talk you guys like all the time this time? <laughs> because like usually when I'm on, I just like I run you guys over. Like it's yeah, like I, we- I just like run you guys over with like energy. And I was thinking like maybe I'll talk and then pause. Well, listen, Asterios, we've heard this before, too. Really? I think you said this the last time you were on it. I don't remember yeah, if that actually here's, happened. Here's the thing is actually that's a that's an incredible disservice to us uh, because we did uh, very little prep work for this episode. And so usually we just go, I'll just bring Asterios on. He'll talk for 90 minutes and we'll <laughs> wrap up and that'll be it. So we don't have to do a lot of work, you know. Well, I've got a two minutes of hate to start with. Oh, well, listen, yeah. we'll, we'll actually I want to I want to address that Asterios because we haven't had you on since uh, season one. of uh, Thought yeah. Cops. I don't know if you know this, but we, there's now a second season. Uh, yes, that's right. It started uh, almost six years into the run of the show. Yes, uh, we're now in season two. Things are a little different. Sometimes we do two minutes of hate if we feel like it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't talk about Elon Musk at all if we don't feel like it. You guys did. Briefly bring up two minutes of hate in episode three hundred. That is true, and we and this that's, is it's, episode oh, yeah. three hundred two. And so I felt like I felt like it's All right, shooting I can off get the hip in there. Yeah. yeah, and listen, I I actually I have a two minutes of hate myself. I want to get to eventually, but I just kind of wanted to let you know. You know, things are different. Like, don't feel like you have to give a key to the city if you don't have one. Don't feel like you got to do any of this stuff because you know what? You don't have to laugh at Kevin's jokes. You don't, you don't have to, to Asterios. You don't have to do what that anymore. You're it's free. It's a free new world. It's a brave new world. I mean, I look, I like I liked you guys loosened up the show. I do. Thank you. You know, it's like I I, I feel a- like I feel like part of it is you cuz we brought yeah. you on one time and you said, "Hey, how, why don't you guys talk about being two guys living in Chicago, hitting, hitting the big city. Why don't you talk about that? And we went, we don't know how to, we don't talk about that. We don't know. We don't know how to conceptualize the universe outside of that show, but uh, we've, we've spread our wings. We've grown. I mean, the reason that I suggested that is that my favorite episode of thought cops is the one where you guys improvise a college conversation about forming (laughs) thought cops. (laughs) And the I flashback episode, yeah, yeah. And I remember like listening to that episode and being like, "Why isn't this the show? Like, I this care be the show. way more about these guys <laughs> than the than like I don't know, Ice Spice. 
Like I don't like I yeah. know that Ice Spice has no not oh, Ice she's Spice. On, she's Doja on next Cat. week, so hold on. Oh, she's yeah. I'm sorry. Look, no, we don't I wanna, like, I, she's I mean, she's not gonna listen to this, so just Ice go Spice with my little ice uh something um with a straw hat. Really quick though, it's worth mentioning though, Asterios, you are it's Luffy also behind you, Kevin. It's you got a it's, Luffy. It's, Lu- it's Luffy, Grant. Luffy, and I Whatever. think you know that. I don't. I don't know. You've only, you've only read it. You've never heard me say it a million times. Yeah, I, I do uh, subs, not dubs, so I, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. And they don't. And they don't ever say it in Japanese. No, they never say. It. Yeah, okay. no. I listen with the sound off. Okay. You guys know about the one piece the marijuana dispensary in New York City that was near my old apartment, right? No, I didn't no, know. No, that about sounds that. cool. Yeah. So like, like one day I'm just walking down the street, like there was like a karate dojo, and like it went out of business, and it's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen here, and then all of a sudden. Uh, big neon sign outside that says uh, one piece convenience. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. Maybe there's no way it's that. And then I look at the door and it's monkey D Luffy on the door saying, you must be 18 years or older to enter. And he has like a big sword and he's wearing the straw hat. He, Wait, hold, he never uses a sword. Old. He's not 18. Yeah. So no, he's after, not. The, after the time skip, he is what well, the, he's the 17 shows- beforehand. And then, and the then show's been on for 2,000 years at this point. Has it not been? It's been on since uh, 1999. I think the manga's been going since 1997. That's close. They ti- Listen, if you're going to time skip, 17 to 19 is not that big of a skip. Like, it's how not, much? It's not, but he did, he did, uh, they did jump ahead two years. Okay. So yes, he, he goes, we never, we never get to see him when he's 18 though. Only, only 19 for some reason. I just, it's just, it's just weird. It's like, but all right. Okay. So, uh, but no, yeah, it's monkey D. Luffy and it says don't enter. And then I, and I'm like, well, I have to enter. I'm over 18 and I walk mm-hmm. in and it's just a ton of, it's just nonstop illegal marijuana being sold. In this place. It was awesome. It was like illegal or illegal. Illegal. No, 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 no. It was Delta nine. It was, no Delta uh-huh. 10, no HHC, no THZ. I always, because now I live out in like the country, and all the all like the convenience stores, they're always like it's 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 weed, but they did something to like one molecule. But anyway, this fucking guy makes a one piece themed dispensary, and then Viz calls the cops on him, and they make him take down his big neon sign that says "One Piece Dispensary." So for a while, it just said dispensary, and he got a seven thousand dollar ticket from the police. Oh my god! For what? Because they're because they're manga fans. Like you can't put him up there. It's copyright. Like the, or at least the copyright law police. Yeah. yeah it, he said. He said Viz sent the police here. Oh Because shit. I went okay. there because there was just uh, like the sign was just exposed brick, and there was no neon sign for a while. And I was mm-hmm. like. Hey, Mo. What was the name of the guy's Mo? I was like, Mo, what happened to your sign? And he was like, he said, Viz called the police. Strange because oh my, there's, the there's a bar. Me. There's a bar in Chicago that uh, I don't know if it's still around, but it was called Mo's Tavern. It's not, it's not. Mo's Tavern what? isn't around. It was called Mo's no, Tavern. I the, the woman who owned it was named Mo, and she had a bunch of Simpsons characters painted on the wall. And uh, yes. tw- like 20th yeah. Century Fox came and they said, you got to take this down. So she drew like mustaches on all the Simpsons characters. So they're yep. all a little bit off looking. Nice. And now it's closed. 
Oh, yeah, now it's well, I don't like that. COVID. Like that it was COVID. Too. It wasn't. It wasn't 20th Century Fox or Disney or anything like that. It was just the fucking virus. It was fucking nobody Biden. <laughs> no, but yeah, nobody was <laughs> nobody was going to fucking Moe's anymore because of Joe Biden. Yeah. Now, also with Stereos, I want to mention that I I believe and Grant, you may correct me if I'm wrong on this. The last episode of season one technically was the Asterios cut. Yes, it was. It was a one-on-one episode (laughs) where we were lazy. We didn't have an episode for the week. We didn't have an episode that week. And you offered, hey, can I edit for you guys? And we're like, okay. And then you you flat out handed us our asses on a silver platter. He turned it into a musical. (laughs) Miserable Mooney. Because what I... Listen, listeners... If you if there's anything you care about is Thought Cops, you're just listening to Thought Cops. So I feel like I can talk about Thought Cops for a minute. Like, I would always tell them very gently. I'd be like, I'd be like, you guys, you know, you don't have to talk about like, I don't know, like uh what a cele- like that a celebrity farted. Like I, we just we like you. I'm like, we like you guys. Like we like Grant and Kevin. Like we just want to hear you guys talk. Like you don't have to be so beholden to like the news of the day. And they're always like, no, nah, well, we want to do it. And like, but they're always like very polite. And then, so I edited their show to just kind of like show them like that. They really <laughs> didn't care about the things they were talking about and that they felt like beholden to this format. And then I think it just embarrassed them. And they were like, okay, we will open. I think don't, no, don't we give were, yourself we, too much credit, yeah. but you can give yourself I think some credit because that was like right at the tipping point of us being like, uh, we, we were in talks anymore. for a few weeks about how like, we should change it up. And there was a number of things that happened prior to that, but you did that episode for us and we decided this is the end of season. That one. Was, this yeah, is was how it swan should end. Song, honestly. Yeah. No, it was, it was a ton of fun. Like to, like to edit that episode just cause I, you know, like I'm always, it's obviously it's always easier to like give someone else advice about their creative projects than to in any way fix or improve your own creative process. So like yeah. I spent like two days like editing and re-editing and like making little gags about this. And then as like when it comes to like, I don't know, clipping up my own podcast to put it on TikTok or something, I just want to go to bed. Like when it yeah. comes to like planning my own show, trying to improve myself in any way, it's like I I can't. I just can't. Well, you know what? I think we did have to hear it. We did. It's true. Well, listen, my two minutes of hate is this. Yes. Here's my two minutes of hate. Oh, they'll take the money. Oh, they'll take it. But when you want a refund, whoa, 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 slow down here. So I'm driving to, uh, where the, where the fuck was I driving? I was driving up to Massachusetts to go pick up Rancho. And I, and I was driving through New Jersey and in New Jersey have like, the casinos have like bought all the politicians. So at any point, you just pull out your phone and lose all the money you have on slot machines. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in New Jersey. Oh, hell. So like I pulled over to a uh, Dunkin' Donuts and I downloaded like eight different slot machines, like Harrah's and MGM and DraftKings and all these things. And they all have this thing where they're like, if you deposit ten dollars, we'll give you like a hundred free dollars. So like my trick is I deposit the 10. I immediately withdraw my $10 before gambling at all. Take their free money and walk away. Like I got 37 I got like $37 from the DraftKings casino. Uh I won $60 playing craps at a Dunkin Donuts in New Jersey. And then 
But the thing is with Harris. So like Harris is like, if you deposit 50, we'll give you 100 free bonus dollars. It's like, perfect. Deposit 50. They're like, great. We got your $50. And I immediately hit withdraw. And I get an email and they're like, uh, due to our policy, uh, we need a picture of your social security card. What? I'm not kidding. They're like, we need a photo of your social security card in order to verify that it's you. And then we'll send you your $50 back in 14 days. And I was like, oh, you're, you're willing to take my $50 immediately. Oh, but when it comes to giving it back, I have to go over to my mom's house and open up that fire safe she has in her closet with the little key. And take a picture of my gut. Where are your guys' social security cards? Do you even know? Well, mine's also in a fire safe security deposit box, but it's in my own apartment. It's not in I, my mom's I have place. no idea. where Mine has been lost for a long time. And you I can order a new one. You I was going to say, I, one? I did not know yeah. what to do about this. I just, whenever people ask, I'm like, I don't know what happened to it. And they just go, oh, that's fine. Whatever. Basically, yeah. Cool. I, I, I know the number in my head. <clears throat> I also know the number. So we I all like, know the number. Let's like, all say ours out loud <laughs> at the same time. Five. Three. Five. five uh, Are you guys supposed to start with five? That's pretty cool. Three. So. Five. Yeah. But then the other thing for me is it's like. Is there another Asterios Coconos that lives in New York? Is there like another Asterios Coconos at this exact address whose first car was this and whose first job was that? Like, I know I got all the questions right. I know where my dad was born. I got all those questions right. Now I got to fucking call 18 people in New Jersey to get my 50 fucking dollars back. Jesus. See, this is where like I am broke right now, and I I just don't like money that much. I don't need fifty dollars to go through all this headache of trying to scam. You know, the the uh, the casino always wins. The house, house always, always wins. wins. I um I am super duper addicted to. I am super duper interested in sports betting. The past <laughs> month, I've spent all of my time. Sports betting. I are you into sports all no, that much? No, no, not no. at all. Which what's, I think what's is the a itch that what's the itch that causes the betting on the sports then? Because I've never understood that. I, I, I. Uh, the way the Do way you watch ha- uncut gems and you were like, that's gonna be me. I'm gonna be Adam Sandler <laughs> one day. This is how he wins. This is how he wins. <laughs> I um. The way it happened was like a long time ago, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, like we went on like a family trip to Foxwoods Casino and, uh, and Rancho came along. It was so much fun. They had a, they had a draft Kings bar and grill. And I went in there and I was like, Oh my God, I can finally, I can finally like not cross this one thing off my bucket list. I can finally like achieve my lifelong dream of betting on professional wrestling. Like that, I love wrestling. It's like real life anime, heroes and villains and powers and nonsense. I, I keep hearing that, but I can never I can never get into it. They once had an anime that was a professional wrestling anime. It was called Ultimate Muscle. And that was good. It was good. And I mean, isn't like my understanding of like the first season of Dragon Ball is like it's just a big wrestling tournament. Like the the idea of like a tournament arc, it's like well, like the most, it's like, you know, they're all, there's heroes and villains and heels and faces and wrestling. I, you guys agree, disagree? I don't know. No, I, I, I could see that angle. Like the tournament arcs I could see being similar like to a, like. Yeah, it's like a martial arts lines. tournament, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, but who cares about that? Just dropping people, whatever. Wrestlers. 
big muscles, big personalities. There's a guy named Macho Man. You seen this guy? <laughs> He's crazy. And so Macho I'm like, man, let me Google and, that. So I'm like, you know, I go to the thing and I'm like, I want to bend professional wrestling. And it's like, oh, no, uh, you're not allowed. <laughs> Apparently, like they they no longer allowed people to bet on professional wrestling in America because so many professional wrestlers who had advanced knowledge of the results because it was emailed to them that morning was right. uh, bet hundreds of thousands of dollars on the it would be like betting on like the Sopranos. Like, it, yeah, like, that doesn't. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's like I I feel like professional wrestling. I mean, you hear all like it's not fixed, it's not whatever, but it's like there there is a storyline for it. And I guess like I, I I forget who explained it to us on the show, but they were saying that like I think it was Garrett Hunter was saying like that they are written and prefixed and everything, but then sometimes if a wrestler gets there and wants and feels like changing the tide on the show, they can. So apparently there is a small like variable for like a change to happen in wrestling. But for the most part, I think you're right. It's like betting on the fucking Sopranos episode. Is Tony going to kill Big Pussy today? I I know a writer. Let's ask him. I I mean, the WWE has a staff of 14 television writers. It's like like, there's a sheet backstage that says who's going to win and lose every match. It's like, well, you have to because they write these arcs in the in like over months at a time. Like we like the whole year is building towards WrestleMania. So yeah, it's it's crazy. It would be like betting on like I don't know uh, the uh, Euphoria. Like is the girl gonna do the drugs in Euphoria? It's like should we be able to bet on this? And so and so I I couldn't bet on it, and I was like, ah, damn it. And then like a month ago, I get an email from DraftKings, and they're like, if you come back, we will. We will give you $150 in free bets. No questions asked. And I was like, well, I literally can't lose. Like, I could just bet on the Yankees to lose and then bet on the Yankees to win. And then in one of those two outcomes, I will get some of this money. And so now that's what I do with my time instead of looking for a job or improving myself. (laughs) I'm constantly engaging in something called arbitrage betting where you go to two different sports books and you somehow get coupons and free money. And then like tonight, for example, uh, at 3 a.m., the Women's World Cup, U.S. versus Portugal. I have $25 on on the U.S. team to win. Uh, on DraftKings and twenty five dollars for them to lose on a, on the Win Casino. So and so, you know, twenty five twenty five. At the end of the thing, I'm gonna walk away with like fifty three or fifty four dollars. I'll have made a couple of bucks. Now I just do that all day. It kind of sounds sad when I say it like that, but <laughs> no, to it, me, it, it's <laughs> real fun. I, you know what, Asterios, maybe you'll uh, you'll convince me to do that too. Because you know, I I don't got a lot else going on right now. I could uh, I could. Trick DraftKings into giving me fifty dollars. They, you'll never guess, but casinos have money. They have the money to just bribe you early on to try to addict you into to gambling. Like that's what they call in business. They call like the customer acquisition cost. Like FanDuel, like they've sent me like five hundred free dollars. It's taken a lot of arbitrage betting, but it's a lot of fun. Um. Yes, and the thing is, I don't know anything about sports, which I think is actually helpful because I'm not like, oh, the Yankees are due. It's like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Do you think that this this will like get you interested in sports? Like now that you've like made it like interesting by putting a few bucks on it? 
I almost watched a WNBA game the other night, and that's the closest I've ever come to watching any, to wanting to watch any sport because there was a, an arbitrage, I made a very tiny arbitrage mistake where I bet on the New Jersey Rays to win or at least lose by 18 points, but I bet on the Las Vegas Silvers to lose uh, by no more than 19 points, 19 and a half points. So like once I was 18 and a half, once I was 19 and a half, and there was a thing where it was like, if they lose by exactly 19 points, I just lost a hundred dollars. And so I was like, oh, I want to watch this WNBA game and see if they score exactly 19 points. And if my whole life is ruined, because the thing is with arbitrage, but it's like, you're making $2 here, $3 here, $5 here. Like tonight on this women's soccer game, like I might make $11. It's like $100 to wipe out all of my hard work of not working hard at all, of just sitting and staring at my phone. And so I was like, I got to watch this WNBA game. And look, maybe this is sexist of me. I assume they'd be free on YouTube. <laughs> I don't think any sports are free anywhere anymore. I mean, they, they used to just be free on you would just turn on Channel 9 and you'd just be like, oh, there's the Cubs. You can't even do that anymore. They're like licensed to ESPN <laughs> on a certain channel. And you can't even like fucking turn on. You can't turn on TV and watch just a game you know it's it's probably cheaper for me to just like go walk to wrigley field right <laughs> now and just like try and like hedge my losses rather than try and sign up for whatever fucking cable package like it's really awesome how they just keep making everything even worse and worse over time <laughs> everything <laughs> sucks that's that's my yeah. two minutes of hate everything is too expensive and everything is terrible everything is bad nothing is good well, let's turn back the clock for a second here. So for those, of, for those of you who are listening and don't know Asterios, he's not just a guy who's addicted to gambling or, as he would say, interested in sports betting. Uh, Asterios is a comedian. He's a podcaster. He's a great friend of ours. Asterios, we want to we give you a backstory on this episode. or If you could tell us, like, where did it all begin? Okay. How, did you, how did you start in comedy way back when? Cue the sound right. What was your first like, joke? I started doing comedy actually because I uh, had horrible nightmares. Like I would, I was young and I couldn't sleep. I, I still have insomnia to this day. Like I it take, I have to take like enough melatonin to like knock out a horse to go to bed. And also, I need to get in bed at eight p.m. Because <laughs> if I'm in bed at eight, maybe I'll be asleep before midnight. Have you done uh, yoga nidra? Have you tried what? that? No, yoga what is that? nidra. It's a it's a deep sleep relaxation technique. It's a it's a yoga technique, and it means sleep yoga. Is that like Pokemon Sleep, the hot new no. game from Niantic? No, because no, I'm gonna, nothing. But can you tell which one might appeal to me a little bit more than the other? The Pokemon one, the one with Snorlax right. in the logo. Yeah, wow, he's well, the maybe. perfect spokes person for this app well i i don't know if it's an app so much as it's a uh practice that goes back thousands of years but uh no yeah, I'll, I'll, ask, sleep is. Yeah. I'll ask yeah wait you mean wait yoga nido king <laughs> now i'm interested so i can't sleep as a kid and this was also the thing as a kid it's like with tv like now something i don't think 
the young like younger generation will ever realize is that like we were kind of just at mer- at the mercy of whatever TV wanted to show us. Like now you can watch whatever you want all the time forever. Like you could like climb into your own little bubble. But as a kid, I'm up at three in the morning flipping through channels and I'm constantly seeing commercials for horror movies or just horror movies are on like it, like Child's Play five, like like Nightmare on Elm Street six, like and these commercials are scaring the piss out of me. And so I'm young and all of a sudden I start to see these commercials for this thing called a Comedy Central. They were like, there's going to be a centralized <laughs> repository of comedy. And I was like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. I could just stay up all night and, like, watch stand-up and jokes. And then also they were like, and Cartoon Network's coming, too. And I was like, that also sounds cool. And I That was, was like, a game changer. Yes. I was like, there's going to be channels that I can put on and they won't scare the piss out of me. And so now, and so that's kind of how I got into comedy. Like, I would stay up all night watching Rosie O'Donnell in a leather jacket hosting a show called Stand Up Spotlight. I think we all, we've. this is a tale as old as time. I think we've all gone through that exact same story. We all had nightmares of Rosie O'Donnell wearing a leather jacket. She was cool. That's the thing I don't <laughs> think people remember. I know. She was this cool, tough lady, and she would like tell dirty jokes and then bring out Dave Attell. Well, like, she got into the sleeping meds and everything changed. I know. If only she had listened to Dave Attell and gotten into being an insomniac. But... So that's what happened. And so I'm watching, because then I started watching all these stand up, watching all the stand up. And then eventually I was like, yeah, I'll try stand up. Um, and I, you know, I did improv and I did sketch, but podcasting is honestly my favorite because I don't like going outside and I really, really don't like talking to other people. It scares and hurts me. So it, so like I have a podcast with my fiance where we both just like sit down at this little table and she just tells me about like the insane, TV shows or movies or TikTok. She's watched that. Like she's watching the Zeus network nonstop. And there's all these shows. The what? There's, oh yeah. The, the Zeus, Zeus network. network. You could, it's a $10 streaming channel that is heavily targeted towards the African American community. And it's, uh, and all the shows on the Zeus network are just, women who call themselves baddies. Like there's a show called Baddies East, Baddies West, Baddies North. I, I see that, yeah. It sounds great. It's just baddies beating the piss out of each other at strip <laughs> clubs. Like for real hurting each other. And so she, so an uh, uh, an episode of The Loudest Podcast will just be her being like, yeah, Krishan chased Blue Lips Barbie in a car and then and then ripped her wig off and like dog walked her on the streets of Atlanta. I'll be like, I don't know who any of the people you're talking about are, but this sounds pretty interesting. A serious, I feel like Rancha is like, uh, she's like a conduit into the Matrix. She has like a like a an antenna in her head that maybe you'd need to cover with uh tinfoil sometimes because I feel like she may be one of the most online people maybe to ever exist. I don't know how it's possible. Aside from maybe Nico. They're That's the why they person. do a show together. Yeah. 
the moment I started hearing Nico talk, I was like, oh, this is just it's just ran- it's just Rancho. Like, yeah. Um, do you re- do you remember uh, when you came to Chicago, you were doing your your tour and we we all linked up and we did a show together. And then afterwards, we were eating at that uh, kind of crappy Greek place that was like across the street. And they started talking to each other. And it was like the meeting of the minds. It was like, uh, I don't know, a good example of Larry David Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oh, is that a stereo? It's like when Einstein met Oppenheimer in that one scene of Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, N- Nico's hat flew off and then she picked it up for him. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you were like, what did you, what did she say to her? What did you say to her? And then she's like, walking Something away. Something about Chris Yeah. Yeah. They both like, like, yeah. Cause we, we had Nico on the last podcast eventually. And then they, it's like, they were both in the same, like, anime rp chat rooms both pretending to be like her like seshomaru like they were oh both it wasn't like oh they have similar interests it's like no they're the same person um yeah so some rancher keeps saying like keeps talking about so, now please don't tell me what this is because she says no 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 we have to save it for the next episode of the last podcast all right we'll see she's talking about something yeah. called skibbity toilet <laughs> okay um, i i know what that is Grant, have you heard of it? I've not heard of it, no. Okay. I try and I try and be as offline as I can handle. Really? You know, I try and I'll be honest, I try and use the internet for as good as I can. That's incredible. So you did at some point you realize like it was hurting it. you? I try and use it for the powers of good. I it doesn't always happen. But I, I have a I have a superhero complex where I I'm like Neo. I go these letters and numbers that are flying through the air. They're green and weird looking, but I'm only going to use the good ones. Did was there like a point like were you up on your phone till four in the morning like just doom scrolling and then you were kind of like I either need to put this down or pick up a gun. No, I mean I f- I feel like uh I've always had this urge to just like uh I don't know be a good person. I don't know no um. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's like a level to like there. I feel like there's like a utility to the like. Honestly, I th- I think here's here's where I'm at with it. Okay, Asterios is chugging some beverage in preparation for what I'm about to say because I, I guess I don't really think about it that much. But there is like a certain level to which like you think uh, th- this widespread information highway that we have like. Mm-hmm. You, you see it and you're just like, this could be such a, a useful tool for breaking people out of like, you know, you think of all of history and it's like history. That was pretty bad, right? Maybe we can turn the tide. Maybe like we can get rid of these bad things that exist, right? And uh, then you see the types of things that get popular on the internet and it's the exact opposite. It's the worst <laughs> shit fucking possible. And it's like, I think that there's like a, a subconscious thing where it's like, I don't know, I, I get too far into things and it's just like, I don't need to look at this shit anymore. Like, I would watch a lot of like Ben Shapiro videos to get angry. And then it's like, I don't even need to, I don't need to see this guy's face. I know what he's doing. Let's just, let's all, let's all watch different shit. Let's all just, you know. I still feel like I see you post a lot of Ben Shapiro stuff. Yeah, I can't. I didn't say that I'm good at it. <laughs> but he's trying. I said, I said that I'm okay, trying. Okay, okay. I, I don't mean to dismiss your progress. I apologize. I mean, I, look, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, 
All right. So it's like, all right, Ben Shapiro. I who even knows if he saw the Barbie movie, but he's like, I know if I make fun of he the Barbie like movie, he made like four do four videos about the Barbie movie. Yeah, because the first, yeah, exactly. Like he, and then, and then all these people are on Twitter dunking on Ben Shapiro, dunking on the Barbie movie, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's what he wants, right? Like, you know, he's like. He what he really wants is attention, and that like every time like a liberal like makes fun of his take on the Barbie movie, like he gets stronger somehow. I mean his his views go up, and I think we talked about on the last episode that uh, we recorded. He may be the most popular podcast. Oh, period. Sure. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying you know he's just he's whatever. He's a sacrificial lamb for the greater good of the you know uh, national. Republican Party. Um, where, where is it? Where is this show now? Is it on the Zeus Network? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, there's there's that level where it's like I don't know. I'd I'd rather I'd rather use the internet for uh, maybe learning some things. You know, sitting my ass down and listening for once. You know, if you, if you catch me. Well, fucking good for like fucking good for you. I am. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm doing my best. No, you know? I mean it's I I struggle with. I struggle with internet addiction. If there's a problem with my phone, like if I don't know, for some reason, I don't know if I'm like in a parking garage, if it can't connect to the internet, if I don't know if like uh, there's a storm outside and like the internet goes down for six hours, I feel like I'm drowning. Kevin, does that ever happen to you where like if your devices don't work for a very small amount of time, you feel like you're, you're going to die. Yeah, sometimes when that happens, I feel like I'm having a realistic depiction of a panic attack. Yeah. But actually, for real. No, not really. No, I feel like... <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, I do. No, no. Oh I, 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 I was just going along with the with a meme of that whole thing. But no, I, I feel like... We know we had the show on hiatus for a while. Um, I There was probably a week or so I didn't even like look at social media. And I think that was nice. That was good. But at the same time, I do kind of like engaging with it to some degree. It's like, okay, I have some useless thought I want to put on on Twitter or yeah, whatever. It's like your journal. Yeah, it's a journal that everybody gets to read. This is uh, this is Kevin without his phone. This is my impression of Kevin without oh, his I phone. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> <laughs> was that supposed to be like Oppenheimer? Yeah, yeah. That was okay, Oppenheimer. okay. Did that show up? Because I didn't make any noises. Is that going to show no, it, up on the Zoom? I mean, it, I it came it up a, a gag that will only make sense for those watching. But yes, <laughs> if, if it showed it up, really if it though. showed up, I don't know. It did. It did. That, I, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. La, 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 la. <laughs> no, it did. It did. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Can you guys tell we just saw uh, Oppenheimer <laughs> over the weekend? <laughs> was it your guys' show that said, no, who's show it? So I was listening to a podcast and they were like, it's, it's, it's Drake. It's Josh from Drake and Josh who pushes the button, right? Uh, that wasn't yeah. us, but like I had that thought during the movie. I'm like, what the fuck? He does. Yeah. But no, I don't think we said bit. it. Yeah. Cause we just, well, we saw it yesterday. So yeah. It's like, isn't this the last guy you want in charge of this button? Cause he's like a fuck up. I mean, I guess the, he's less of a fuck up than the other one. Yeah. But better, him than, better him than Drake. Yeah. I suppose, especially given Drake's recent activities south of the border yeah like um was the little girl the smartest one was that the gag in drake and josh like the little girl was right i i didn't really watch it that I much i watch that i feel that like was it was too I, old yeah i think we were just like a little bit too old like i saw it in passing a few times but it was definitely like 
just a hair under like where we were, I think, at that age when it came out. I'm aware of who Drake and Josh are, and that's about it. Well, it's weird because I feel like I I probably I feel like I was too old for Drake and Josh, but didn't wasn't the younger sister then iCarly, and I yes! feel like I remember watching more iCarly than Drake and Josh. Like I, I was just like at that transient age period. Maybe they were also like geared towards like people of a certain age or whatever and then you age out of one and you age into an i don't i don't fucking remember i don't know no but she was because well to my generation it's the little girl from school of rock yeah that's where yeah. i knew her from yeah exactly yeah. but a lot of people they're like oh that's like carla and Miranda cosgrover i got i watched almost all of i carly for the first time ever last year because I was like, all these people <laughs> Why keep do you do talking this? about iCarly and Sam and Cat. That's fair. And I was like, let me see what the hell they're talking about. Well, because what's her name wrote that book, right? Her tell all. And everyone liked oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm going, no, this is really good, though. These are very well done. This These television shows are very well done. They're very relaxing to watch. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, uh. I know that that showrunner is like a monster, Dan Schneider. Yeah. But like, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, what are their names? Yeah. Like they were a bunch of monsters in Operation Paperclip. We went to the moon. So the results speak for themselves. And uh, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, God, this is great. This is great. I'm sorry. What did you say, Grant? No, no, nothing. Continue. No. Are you sure you don't want to double back and go and go harder on that reference i made <laughs> no no i was you i was okay, gonna call the reference really, into question you but, were uh, well, no that's what no. i'm saying we can tease it because if there's one th- it will bear scrutiny and it will become funnier as we dissect i i guarantee it i don't i don't know if that's true i mean you're you're the <laughs> professional so serious you worked um mad tv yeah, uh, you wrote a couple yeah. books right i will yeah. i wrote a but i i was uh i didn't write for mad tv i wrote uh but i was um was a, i was the researcher for mad tv which is crazy because you might think to yourself like what why would they what do you mean they didn't need a researcher like what that's the fuck what i did are they for researching? the yeah yeah like, um, like my at Mad TV, it would be like, like, I remember this very specifically. Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Britney Spears was driving a, a convertible with her baby on her lap. And it was like, yeah, so they wanted to make fun of that. So, like, I had to find, like, the exact make and model of the car mm-hmm. so they could rent that car. I had to, like, find, like, super high resolution photos of the dress so that Wardrobe could get the dress. Photos of like Britney Spears speaking in or around that period so the actress could do the impression. Like props was in charge of getting the baby. So I had to like send a bunch of photos of the baby to props. And so like that was what I did for Mad TV for a couple of years. Um, was it similar at The Onion? Yeah, like the I I was there for like, I mean, this is like an internship like a while back, but the I would have to like research like how exactly things look because it was like so pitch perfect and stuff. And at the time they were working on a uh, a fantasy football spoof show, and there was a bunch of fantasy football shows on TV at the time. So I had to just go into work and watch hours and hours of fantasy football shows and like take a note of like how they talked, what they wore, how this like how the lower thirds were in the bottom of the screen, how everything looked, and just get examples and just put together this packet. Like, okay, this is wh- exactly what you want to do. If you want to make fun of a fantasy football show on ESPN or Fox News or whatever, 
No, yeah, that, that it sounds yeah, I would have to do that all the time. Like get like back then I would have to watch a show on TV. Like if like if they were gonna do a parody of MSNBC, I would like watch a couple hours of MSNBC, record it onto a VHS cassette. Then I would plug that VHS cassette into a VHS duplicating tower. And I would put like 10 blank VHS cassettes into a bunch of other VCRs, hit play, hit record, wait, print up a bunch of labels on an inkjet printer, and then hand deliver those VHS cassettes to people. What year was this? Just the year 2000. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, like halfway through my gig, we got the ability to burn DVDs, but they were very expensive to burn. At that time, so, I'm sure, yeah. So I had to be like very careful. And if I ran out of DVDs, I had to go beg like a lady named Marsha for more. She'd be like, you're killing me with these blank DVDs. I'd be like, they stopped burning halfway through and I don't know why. So what happened after your time at Mad TV? How did, how did that come to a close? Oh, I walked off during the very first writer strike. I, uh, I just, I felt like it wasn't cool to cross the picket line. And so, yeah. uh, hell yeah, our principled king, Asterios. <laughs> and so, like, I, I, I quit or got fired. I think I told, I told the unemployment office that I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I walked off. And, um, and I picketed for a long time, um, just cause I thought to myself, like, yeah, if the writers, there was, I don't know, the year 2003, 2004, I was like, I was like, uh, the internet is coming. And if the writers like can't find a way to like duplicate the residual model in the internet space, I'm not going to be able to like make a living as like a television writer. And then like, lo and behold, uh, the writers like quit striking I think they were on strike for, I don't know, six months or a year. And unfortunately, back in 2003, 2004, it was like, that was not long enough. Like they eventually, mm -hmm. they eventually kind of like folded. Cause like uh, people need paychecks and it's like Hollywood has more money than you do. Yeah. And like they had to fold. And now we're in like this thing where it's like, well, Netflix won't tell you how many people watch the show. And because they won't tell you how many people watch the show, there's no number to draw a residual off of. So it's like all the stuff that people like were striking about, like back in 2003, it's, it's like they didn't get the job done back then. And now, unfortunately, I think they're going to have to strike for years. And if they don't, I don't think there's like going to I don't think like you're going to be able to make a living in entertainment as a writer. Like it's I think brutal, this, man. It is. Yeah, brutal. I think it's do or die right now. I think it's yeah. really unfortunate. Yeah. That's why that's why I'm a Trotskyist. Uh perpetual revolution. It's just always just always gotta be doing it. <laughs> I was like gonna wait for you to elaborate more. Yeah, I no? wanted to like no, I, was, I was that was that was that was the rest of it. That was all of it. I have no more. I didn't want to jump. That's the thing I whenever I come on the show I jump on literally every word. Every word one of We could have used you right there, man. We no, could have used I'm, you. I'm trying to lay out. <laughs> well, I'm trying to lay I, out a little bit. I don't want to I want to overtalk you guys. I live for uh, moments like those. Those are my favorite moments. I love creating space <laughs> really? like that. Um, oh, because okay, that's good. one of my favorite things is when you go to like a comedy show and like someone's like up there and they're not very funny and everyone's just like quiet. And that's like my fa I love that so much. And it's it's hard to replicate because like there are some 
uh, like anti-humor comedians that go up and their whole thing is like, I'm not going to be funny. And people laugh and laugh. And it's like, Bet I y'all love, didn't expect that. I love not being funny. And then no one laughs. <laughs> and I derive such like a sense of pleasure from it because I love seeing it. And nobody sort of does this. Yeah. I'm I'm fucked. I'm fucked in that. Asterios, you wrote a couple books as well. Let's talk about those. No, I uh, I know this is probably actually, fucking uh, like annoying as shit. We're doing this like backstory. What are you talking about? It's well, not you know no. what though? Because you were an inspiration for me in writing. I remember like years and years ago, before well before we ever started Thought Cops, I would message you for advice because like, you know, I do writing now and I would be like, Hey, I where do I get gigs for stuff? I'm trying to like get and you had like I think you were doing something awful at the time and a bunch of other stuff and i was like looking for like different outlets and places i could write because at the time i just kept submitting to click all over and over and i kept yeah. getting rejected or the onion or whatever i think it was pre somewhere around that time but yeah i mean i i, I saw that you were putting out books you're actively having stuff written for websites and stuff like that so i'm just interested in like you know the idea of like getting your own book made because grant's writing a book himself i mean like i write for websites but having a comedy book all on its own would be a, a dream come true. Multiple. No, I mean, I, I got incredibly lucky. Like I have such like anxiety and inability to function. It is, it's so difficult for me to like do anything. Um, like, like I'm running out of pants <laughs> because like my pants keep getting holes in them and I'm not replacing them. I have one pair of pants now and it's like, Oh yeah, I passed the I. I know where to get pants. Like, that's not the problem. The problem is like the will. But I was incredibly lucky. Um, my college comedy writing partner started a publishing company that got subsumed by a larger, more successful publishing company. And so because someone else did like everything for me, like I could pitch my buddy books and then write books for my buddy. But I remember this one time, like this dude emailed me like the email address of, uh, of you know, they're like, oh, this is a big guy. This is a big publisher. Like you should send us some of your pitches. And uh, and instead of doing that, I went to sleep <laughs> and because and, it was easier than like the it was easier than the idea of like trying to achieve any level of success and um and so yeah like um you know and look when it came, when it comes to websites and stuff back then i think it was easier you know to like like i was doing improv and stand up and sketch and so people mm -hmm. you'd meet someone and they'd recommend some me to this and recommend me to that but um but kevin i remember one time you asked me for advice on your resume and do you remember the advice i gave you you sent me back a very very long this was like a year ago wasn't it yeah yeah well because yeah, I, I sent you advice like two years ago and then one year ago you wrote me back saying i'm sorry i never wrote you back oh no no, I, no that was like it was a few months ago i wrote you back because yeah you got to me because i remember like <laughs> i don't yeah. want to go too much in my job situation but i had a job last year I remember like you emailed me back advice on my resume like the week after I got that job. Oh. And I was like, well, I got a job and I should I I forgot to respond because it was all hectic and I was starting a new job. But then I got fired from the job later oh, on. And then uh I was looking for jobs again and I just was like, I would I would I would refer back to your email when I was updating my resume like since then. And I'm like, I should probably respond to this, you know? Cause oh. I was like, I'm like, I never did. So I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know, thank you for doing this. Um, I still use it. 
No, listen, I just assumed that you found all the advice offensive because oh, the no, advice no, no, no. I gave no. listeners was I said, make up a shitload of lies that are impossible to to confirm or deny. I was like, yeah. I was like, Kevin, here's the thing. You'll never believe this, but comedy websites go out of business pretty regularly. And then no <laughs> one's paying for the URL or the server. And then all the work goes down. So I was uh, like, yeah. just say that you wrote for funny or die. There's no one to call. Like they can't call the funny or die offices. That's like a spirit Halloween now. Yeah. It's just such a, sh it's a shame how that happens though. Cause it's like, I remember. Like uh, when I was doing the onion and a lot of people would go on to work at funny or die. Like that was like, Oh, you start at the onion. Then you go up to funny or die. And I remember I'll go out to LA and people were getting all these good gigs working at funny or die. And then it's like, what the fuck happened? You know what? I think, um, I think I actually may know an answer for this. I think that like a lot of these websites um, and companies in general, I think that, they operate as though they're like tech companies, <laughs> you yes. know, and there's like this like tech bro culture w that like sort of like subsumes a lot of these companies and whatever, but they run them like a tech, uh, like a tech company and they keep spending money and spending money and spending money and they never turn a profit. And then it's like, Oh, but then you can't sell it because it is the product. And then one day they just go, Oh, we can't run a company anymore. I think I've I've heard that from like I can't remember where I read that, but I read that somewhere, and you're uh, just gonna have to take my word for it. No, I mean, I, like, like you know, I think to kind of speak to your point, it's like Kevin. Remember the remember the funnier I was in L.A. They had a big crazy slide that you could go between floors on and you land yeah. in a ball pit. That's the most tech bro bullshit I've right. ever heard. Yeah. It's like the Google masseuses. I remember one time I visited Twitter and they had like three different kinds of kombucha on tap. And then like Elon Musk was like, I could fire 80% of the people here. And I think this thing would still work. And God bless him. It does like I'm not a huge fan of the Elon Musk guy, but I definitely expected at some point for Twitter to stop working just from a technical perspective. I'm like, can you fire four out of five of the people that work for a website and have it not break? And like, yeah, I guess you can. Eh, barely. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how any, I don't know how websites work and operate and shit like that. It definitely doesn't work so good and there's definitely other issues uh with it that are maybe also not so good but yeah, but, but it's like all the issues with twitter are political and personality driven it's like 99 times out of 100 you go to twitter.com and try to like tweet a picture of your lunch you're gonna be able to and it's like that was the thing i thought would break I was like, is it a cash going to overflow? I don't like I always hear about like stack overflow errors. Like I assume that a stack would overflow. I didn't something like that happen recently, though, like the post limits and stuff like that. Or was that like an yes. arbitrary thing that he put on there? No, that did. Ha I mean, that's the thing like this. He screws stuff up and then someone else does find a way to fix it. Like that stack overflow thing was because he's oh, what was it? He didn't want to pay his Google hosting bill. Yeah, like yeah. that was the issue. Like he doesn't like paying for things. Yeah. Who, hey, who does? I right, know. guys. <laughs> right, exactly. Like 
they like there was a multi-billion dollar Google hosting arrangement like, you know, because like Amazon has cloud services. Google has them. Microsoft has them. It's like, you know, that's how a lot of these people make their money. And um, and the agreement was made before Elon Musk bought the company. And so it came due. And Elon was like, well, I, I we can't like renew this like billion dollar hosting agreement. And then I think everyone else was like, you know, you probably should have told us that before today. Because <laughs> like you, now we're going to have to limit everyone to like looking at 600 tweets until we gotta, figure this out. You got to hand it to him, though, because he's, I think, the only uh, the only person in this position that's doing this job that owns a large tech company. I mean, Twitter used to be the third largest like source of traffic, I think, on the Internet. Um, yeah. I don't know if it still is, but it was. And um, he's the only person that owns a large website that when the website went down, he went, what are you idiots doing on your phone all the time? Go outside, go touch grass. There's life out there. And like all of his followers were like the people that are paying eight dollars right now a month to use the website. were like, yeah, what are you what are you fucking idiots doing? Listen to the man. He's a genius. He owns he he has billions of dollars. Why aren't you outside? You have to look at your fucking phone all the time. You're paying to use your phone and people are like, what are you? What? Are, what? And you can't argue with them no. because they just no, go to the top of the it. page and you just go, I don't really want to be here anymore. This is causing mental damage to me as a person. It it's, hurts. It's tough because in, in a space like Twitter, it's like whoever has the most hearts wins the argument. That's how like we're wired to look at it. That's yeah. actually like to kind of just to change topics like real quick. Like that's why I think threads is failing and will fail. Not because it's like, terrible. oh, people didn't like come over. Oh, you can't, I can't look at a feed of this or that. Like there's nothing to do with that. It's like when I post something on threads, it only gets like one heart or two hearts. And yeah. I feel like a failure. I feel like, oh, I guess I wasn't funny. And it's like, I have roughly the same amount of followers on like both threads and Twitter, but like on Twitter, which is like run by a guy who like we all hate and think is trash. Mm -hmm. Like I post a joke and I get a lot of hearts. Maybe all those hearts are from fucking robots. I don't know, but it makes me feel like a special little boy. Yeah, you're right. You are. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, I, I have the same issue with Blue Sky too. It's just that people are not looking at it as much as Twitter I mean, honestly, it's just, it really is a shame. Like, as much as we used to complain about Twitter, like, pre-Elon yeah. Musk. It was a very useful website. And not just, useful, like, for, yeah. like, being, like, a fucking dick online to people. Like, you could do that on any website. But, like, I mean, I follow, I feel like a lot of, like, news shit and, like, weather shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of that just doesn't even exist anymore. Like, because of their, like, API changes or whatever. Like... You know, a lot of notification shit just like doesn't work. And it's yeah, it's just like even when you're trying to like read about like something that happened and like read some of like the discourse on it and stuff like that, it's just like all of the blue checks are like straight up at the top. So like the most racist things you're ever going to see in your life and the stupidest, you know, it goes hand in hand. Um, Like they're all just like right underneath any post that goes viral and i just go like either the world is this bad and i don't want to live in it or like this website is just this terrible and i don't need to like look at it you know and so yeah. i just it yeah you get the hearts and whatever both can but be true both can be true no it's um it's it is 
it's amazing that in my lifetime, it's like, I remember like, I remember being like, oh, wouldn't it be so great if I got a blue check? I'd feel so special. <laughs> and now, uh, like, and I, I would know. apply for impersonation. I would apply to the thing. Like, I used to work at a big advertising agency. They spent a lot of money at Twitter. And I remember, like, I went over. I got invited to their offices. They gave me, like, a sweatshirt that had, like, at a stereos on the shoulder. And I remember being. Do you still have that? Oh, somewhere. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I remember being, like, uh, talking to them and being like, you know, we would love it at our agency if you gave me a blue check. <laughs> like, I remember, like, going that far. I wanted it that much that I was like, I'm willing to humble and embarrass myself here. Like, I'm willing to eat a lot of shit and look like an asshole to get this check. And now it's just like, it's just like the symbol of a dumbass's opinion. That I know, happened like, I, in no, I don't in want it. Course, in the course of months, that happened. I know it's, you know, it's like, you know, what always throws me off though, is because that only happened on Twitter, yes. but like Facebook right, and right. Instagram, it's still, it's still like that hysteria. So, you know, like if you get a blue check mark, it means something on those platforms, but then it's like, you're like going, going from one to the other and like, okay, what uh, blue check marks are bad on Twitter and they're uh, good on Facebook and they're good on Instagram. I think it's like, the, it's like, I hate Doesn't to fucking matter. I hate to use this as an example, uh, but it's like it, the, uh, at the very end, spoiler alert, at the very end of the book, 1984, Winston mm. goes, I, yeah, no, I think two plus two can equal five. And that's how he knows that he's broken. Blue check mark can be good and bad. And that's how we know that we're broken. Is there a check mark on TikTok? Is there a blue uh, check? Yeah, there, I think so. I think there is too. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, uh, I have to say, like, listen, I know TikTok is stealing all my data. Like, I know for Whatever. a fact it is. Like, I saw it do it once. Like, I logged into <laughs> I logged into TikTok and it was like, it was like, it was like, we want your contact so we can see your other buddies. Uh, like, hook you up with your friend. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, every time I would tell it, no, like, I was like, right. very specific. And then one day I get an email from TikTok and it goes like, Hey, we've we've forced you to become friends with these nine hundred people like that you like used to go to college with. Like it just it scraped my it just took my data. It just did it. Like yeah. I know it's bad, but something about it is so comfy. I open up TikTok. It's nice. It's a good website. It's just for me. Like my TikTok is birds jumping around and people making clay teapots. When you put it that way, yeah, it does sound better than like. The the racist, <laughs> yeah, it's better. Sixty nine, much on better. I get a lot of uh, like fun social justice content and yeah. uh, videos of baby elephants. What are they? How, how huh? Are they like snuggling up to their mom? Are they? They're like, doing all sorts of eat? things. They're, Tell me they're things. Doing just all sorts of fun baby elephant things. I learn about that. I learn about uh, indigenous history women's rights and then i get some some baby elephants as a as a treat afterwards isn't that great kevin don't That's you want to awesome. join us i was just don't gonna you say, want like, to join I, us I, I feel like there's been so many times on this show where i'm like i think i'm going over the edge i think we're going to start to use tiktok and then i stop the episode and i'm just like i'm not using tiktok and it's something like, <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why really it's just i really don't know why i i think i'm just like so overwhelmed by everything else on the internet and i'm just like i'm my i always come back to like i don't want to add more i've already got my hands full with these 
But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I think the only really interaction I have with TikTok, and it's mostly just I make those like clips from the show. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I make these with TikTok and everything else in mind. But it's like, okay, if, Grant, if you want to just go toss these on TikTok. But otherwise, I really don't like, I don't scroll on there ever. Um, you gotta, you gotta know, scroll, just, Jerry. You gotta scroll. <laughs> I just don't really like, I don't know. I don't do a lot of like, I guess I don't really doom scroll as much anymore. Like I do sometimes for sure, but like, do you I, yearn I guess, scroll? Do I ever? Have, do, have, have, do you ever yearn? yearn scroll? A little bit, yeah. I think like I just I I've just naturally kind of just started to like limit how I or how much I use like the internet when I'm on there. Um, you know, what I'm I do check Twitter obviously, but I'm not on there for a long, long time. Sometimes I do, but then I feel like gross afterwards, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm not claiming I figured it out because I sure as fuck have not. But I guess I don't know. I there's just like something about like the platform of TikTok that just like also rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is. I think it's just like it's so in your face. Yes. I think like you're scrolling from video to video and it takes up the whole like Twitter. It's like you got like a, the little the tweets are so small on your screen, but then TikTok it's like a big video. Boom, boom. <laughs> but here's boom, the thing on on Twitter, you you're reading all these things at once and you're scrolling and you're reading all these things, you're taking all this information. You only get one video. You know what's wrong? You can't yeah. you can't stand to just look at one thing at a time. You know you can't really I, multitask. I think, I think it's also like like I the people I know on TikTok like you and everybody else. I like the stuff you guys do, but then I get like other stuff I see where it's like people are just like I know you, I know what you're gonna say to this, Grant, but like always just lip syncing. Yeah, you got like you got to hit a do not like. You got to not yeah, watch like, the lip syncing. In my head, that's what I always think TikTok is. You got you like, to get rid of that. There's there's educators on TikTok. People okay, are creating it, social movements. It's a platform for the mobilization of the working class, Kevin. Permanent revolution. TikTok? Yeah. I mean, okay. it's a communist app. Like, I mean, they're, they're all communists now. It's like Twitter true. is... Well, half yeah. of Twitter is. Twitter is like Blue Sky. half communist, half Nazi. Blue Sky is a pretty communist app. Yeah, I guess it's like, but yeah, most of the stuff I would see come through, like, it's just like some, like, some teenager, like, lip syncing to, like, a quote from, like, a movie. I don't know what the movie is. I don't know who this person is. <laughs> it has a million likes on it. And here's the truth of the matter. I think what I want to just drill into at the heart of it all. Are you afraid it you're going to do that? Are you afraid you're no, going to lip sync? No, it makes me feel old. That's what it is. It makes me feel like I'm already out of touch because I'm like, I don't get it. I there's old this. there's old people on TikTok though. There's a lot of old people. There's a lot of TikTok. old people, I, I, and they I make a lot of are. good videos. Yes, I, I know there is, but like I just see so much stuff that I don't understand on whatever level. Because I feel like there was like you know over the years and years of YouTube, I've always like in, consumed and enjoyed stuff on YouTube so much, and I still find new stuff I love. But I just don't have that same like uh, yearning for that on TikTok. Some some YouTubers have tiktoks but then it always feels like it's like boiled down it's like it's like cut really fast and i know this because this is what i have to do with this podcast it's like, <laughs> yeah i have to like dumb it down and cut out all this all the the, the all the context ha- all the ha- all the context all the half seconds of silence while if we breathe i cut it out i have to do this shit and i have to put subtitles on to go really 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 fast and i'm like ah, i just this is i guess this is what you have to do now but i also don't like it 
but it also seems to work for us somehow. I I don't know. No, I I I understand that like it is an overwhelming experience, which is what which is why like it's the most popular app in the world. It's like all like the number one like we were talking about like how Twitter used to be number three. Like the number one source of internet traffic is TikTok. Like it's beating Google, it's beating everything. Cause it's like, well, you'll never believe it, but kids want to be overwhelmed. <laughs> like they want, like they want a million pieces of content as fast as possible. There is a the the, the curve to TikTok is that you have to spend about a day, like with me, and and please tell me if I told you if I've told you guys this story before. Like um with me. I open up TikTok and it is clearly looking through the camera at me. And it clearly the app is like, oh, th- there's a 40 year old man looking at this. <laughs> and so TikTok starts out of nowhere serving me like young girls like in lingerie talking about how much they want to bang older men. <laughs> like there's this there's this trend where they'll be like, Dun, 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 and like a girl will just point at different things. And at the top, it'll be like ages of the men I want to date. Bum, 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 B39, bum, 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 45. <laughs> and she'll just be like in her panties and bra. And it's like this thing. No, I didn't put in anything. I didn't follow anybody. I didn't search for anything. It was just like, you're probably a perf. We, it's learning. Weird. It looks weird. It knows. It's learning. This is like some MK Ultra kind of shit. Like, this is not selling me on it. Like, it's it just like, it just like, it just knows how to like overstimulate, overstimulate you it's, in the exact worst ways possible. It's it was like, like, you gotta that, check it out. You gotta no, but, see but it. But here's Have what I'm s- trying to get to. Then I told it, I did exactly what Grant said. I said, not interested, not interested. I spent about a day saying, not interested, not interested. Now, clay teapots. And birds jumping around to '90s hip hop. Okay, and this is what, yeah, it's so nice. This is what Grant Grant has told me this too, where you just have to get over the curve of it being bad, right, Grant? Yeah, I mean, you're you're fed just like the default, like this is what's popular sort of shit, and then over time, like you get less and less of that, and you you form your little your little niche. It's sort of like uh, you've have you seen the the Black Mirror episode, the White <laughs> Christmas? I don't think so. Oh, you haven't seen it. Uh no, that's the best. Uh, Black Mirror. Have you watched any Black Mirror? Uh, yeah, I've seen a few of them. So that's the best one, I think, probably. Um, but uh, well, I I guess I can't tell you if you haven't seen it, but I I I'll just spoil it for you. Uh, so like uh, they they create like little miniature clones of people called a like a cookie, and it's it's a little like iPod looking device, and it's it's you. They put it. They implant a chip in your brain. After a couple of weeks, they take the chip out and then the chip is you and then uh, it does everything you want. You you put it in your house and it uh, makes your toast the way you want it, turns your lights on when you want them on, you know, it turns your lights off when you want them off. It plays whatever music you want because it's you and you know that that's what you want. That's what TikTok is. It knows what you yeah, want. Yeah, but that I, I feel like that was written with the intent of like, this is bad and scary. Um... I like, was the I takeaway? I, I haven't no, seen the episode, but it doesn't um, sound like the takeaway was like, "Isn't this cool?" I'm a little fuzzy on the details. It was probably like, "This is supposed to be bad." Well, I guess, I guess you'll have to watch. Um, I guess I, I mean will. Christmas is coming up um, soon, so You're, it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Yeah, no, there's like, I I understand like also not wanting one more thing, 
You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. I totally get that. I just, uh, I like it a lot. It's not as like fighty as Twitter. But then again, I think the interesting thing is because Blue Sky and Threads aren't as fighty, then people are like, well, then there's no point. Like if I can't, I, I get, I totally get that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like I'm looking for a little conflict simulator on my phone because like when I'm fighting with people on on Twitter, I'm not focusing on my own problems. Yeah, it's so much easier. Yeah, exactly. it's like that's why people spend all day dunking on Ben Shapiro. It's like it like you get a you might the your tweet might blow up you might get like 10,000 hearts and then you I feel know, like know. you accomplished something and it's like could you have spent all that time like like writing a book yeah but that's hard you know it's easy yeah. if you're dumb it's like even like i mean i know you could even say that but it's even something as simple as like i could also just like play a video game instead of going on tiktok or just like get through like something that feels like would have like more meat on the bone for me i guess do you guys have I don't know. Do you guys have Steam decks? No. No, I don't know. It's so cool. I, you have one? Oh my god, yes. I got uh fired from um the uh I got fired from a, a tech startup. Um mm-hmm. it like like it was done in the nicest way possible. The CMO like calls like all of a sudden I get a, ca- a calendar thing and it's like, "Well, it was all this urgent 1 p.m. meeting with the chief marketing officer of the company." And I get there and and uh, and I'm like, "I think I know what this is going to be about." And she's like, "Yeah, look, uh you're you're fired, but uh here's the thing. You didn't do anything wrong. I am also fired. The entire marketing department is Jesus. being laid off." Oh They're like, "All of us are gone." Was and I was this, like, yeah. "Was this the job cuz I remember um on one of the loudest podcast and this could have been uh 5 10 15 years ago i don't remember the last time um i listened but i remember like one of them you mentioned like you had a habit of like applying for jobs and asking for ridiculous amounts of money and sometimes you would get that was that one of yes they gave me a ton of stock options because i just i i gave them a huge they were the number that i shouldn't have gotten and then they were like, well, what about 20% less than that? And I was like, that's how this works. Like, um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah, that, it was that job. And then uh, we all got laid, you know, the entire marketing department got laid off, unfortunately, but they gave me two months of severance, which had never happened before and will likely never happen again. And so I treated myself to a steam deck. It's the coolest thing I own. It like, yeah, because I'm guessing you guys are like me, like you're not playing like big triple A releases that like need 60 frames a second. Like you're not playing yeah. the new Call of Duty. You're playing That's a lot true. of like indie games and smaller games. It's like the Steam Deck screen is huge. The Steam Deck has 14 buttons on it, which is so nice because it's like I didn't even know I needed this many buttons and I do need this many buttons the battery lasts forever and you can tweak the shit out of it like with an android phone where you can be like if i set the frame rate to 15 and if i turn something called screen tearing off this battery will last for 24 hours i have no idea how like you can like do a little slider thing and slow down the processor so like the thing you could make it last forever it's real fucking cool this thing yeah i'm still on the switch and the ps4 right now i haven't um haven't gotten one yet. I played one once. Thing's huge. Yes. You could kill a hobo with this thing. You really could. Like, um, it feels like a more, lo- it feels like a, 
it, I mean, I'm, I know this was like probably how, how they were marketing it, but like, it does feel like a switch for grownups. Like it's bigger, mm. it's bulkier. And it's like, I don't know about you guys, but like, like my steam account is 19 years old. So like, I don't, I, just, yeah, I don't really like PC game, honestly. Like I've always just oh. been console, but the steam deck was where I was like, this is, would, would be perfect for me because I don't have a PC that can like my laptop is what I do all this on. Yeah, I don't have a PC that can do all that right now, and the Steam Deck seems like that would be the answer for me. So yeah, it's it's like a it's just a really nice little computer, and and the thing is, it also it comes with Linux, and you could very easily make it run on Windows. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want, you can like be on the bus like editing clips on your list like you could you could install premiere on it and you could like do your work on the go if you want to destroy all of your free time and constantly monetize even your quietest your rarest solitary moments that's the move that is the move uh before we move on to our listener voicemails though i want to give a key to the city out this week um there was an animation that came out recently i was a big fan of uh do you guys know this youtuber called speederoo uh no speederoo He did this, um, let's see what it was called again. Speedaroo. Should be able to find it pretty quick. It was called, uh, do, 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 do. should have had this written down. Is it, is it, um, the punch, punch kang- forever kangaroo guy and you dunk the thing in the cream sauce and you eat it? No, close. It was, uh, just a YouTube animator called Speedaroo. Oh, okay. And he put out this cartoon called Punch Punch Forever. Um, also, not Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. Okay. No, D- no. Completely no. different etymology. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, no, this is Punch Punch Forever. It's like a, uh, it's, it's, I, I'm all about like independent animation stuff. And this was something I saw recently that I was just like, this is so cool. It's uh, like Flash animated or, you know, made, homemade animated, but it's made to look like it's a uh, 90s VHS like anime subtitle video. But it's an, it's an original cartoon. Very cool. It's only eight minutes. And there's also a cameo appearance by, I, and I did not know this was in there, but there's a cameo appearance by uh, a certain friend of the show who's been on here a few times, uh, a live action appearance by him. So if you want to find out who it is, uh, check oh. out the video. Punch Punch yeah, Forever. Okay. I'm looking, I'm watching Punch Punch Forever right now. It This is beautiful and it looks like it, t- it, looks like it took forever to make. Like this, uh, yeah, this is, this is awesome. It, um... It kind of like the animation kind of looks, I don't know why the character design kind of looks like the Shovel Knight kind of people. Like, um, but uh, they're a little chibi looking little dudes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, oh, yeah, this is, this is fantastic. Yeah. I think this guy was like, I think he might have been like a Newgrounds animator at some point. But like, you know, it's a lot of those people who were talent from that, like from that era who have like kind of gone on to continue their craft and like put out stuff that is like really, really cool and like super cutting edge. And when, you know, when I mentioned, like, I'm still finding new stuff on YouTube or like groundbreaking stuff, like, this is like one of the things I've seen most recently that I was like very impressed by. Well, you could so, have yeah. seen this in the form of a 15 second clip on TikTok. So, you know. Yeah, with, with like the, it's just cuts in the middle of the screen where you have to pack it up. Yeah, I'm really missing out. You could, if you want, you could watch this animation and then watch like an incredibly poorly green screened fem cell talk about why this is hurtful exactly you know what i'm sold i'm in <laughs> i'm in anywho anyone else got a key right. to the city yeah i'm gonna sh- give my key to the city to draft kings so i uh do so they need it i'm in bed <laughs> they're so much funny i can't believe it 
I'm, I'm in bed with Rancho and I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, let me see if this thing's legal in Massachusetts. And it is. And so I quickly register for a Massachusetts DraftKings account and, and they, they made it so easy. They were like, you don't have to give us anything. Here's $50. It, put it in the, sl- put it in these slot machines and anything you win, you can keep. And so I put the $50 into Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen slot machine. And he's saying things like, like, oh, this won't do when you get a result you don't like. And then like his flaming head turns a bunch of failed symbols into wild symbols. And then at like some point, like, like I, I did a spin, nothing came up and he went, oh, this is rubbish. And then a bunch of knives flew at all the bad symbols. And it's clear Gordon's throwing these knives. And then I ended up walking out of there with $33. It was sent right to my bank account. No must, no fuss. Thanks, DraftKings. Wow. You know, we don't we don't even have them as a sponsor yet, but now we can get them. We're hey, if you DraftKings, if you're listening, we're doing it for free. We'll do it. Well, if you pay us, we'll do it. See how good it was. We can do exactly what Asterios did. DraftKings. Maybe DraftKings. Dot, is it dot com? The more I say something about something about your guys' reaction is making me think that you you might be worried about my growing gambling addiction. Because I say these things and you guys have these face, these like faces where you're like, I'm going to see if I can hide the horror I'm feeling. I think that's just the sunglasses. I'm always hiding the horror that I'm feeling. (laughs) Watching a man flush his life down the toilet. One DraftKings slot machine full at a time. If you look directly into his glasses, you can actually see your own reflection doing it. Damn. I guess the black mirror wasn't the phone. It was Grant's glasses. Whoa. I think Pretty these cool. are actually a little uh, tinted pink, maybe pinkish, greenish. I don't know. They're very cool. He's got harp shaped Lolita sunglasses, listeners. Thank you, Grant. You got a key to the city. Do you want to talk about FanDuel? Uh, I've been, uh, I've been <laughs> reading. No, I've never. I don't use those sites. They're beneath me. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's not. I I don't use them, but it's nothing's. I'm not. I don't have a lofty sense of self. Um, and perhaps that's because I've been reading, uh, I've been reading Fight Club, the book. Did you all know oh. that that was a book? No, I read man. That it was book a, a long movie. time ago. So I've been, uh, I've been reading it because I'm, I'm writing a book and there's, you know, some like mental, like, ooh, that type of shit going on. And I'm like, let me read Fight Club. I've never read Fight Club. Um, written very well, I gotta say. So key to the city. Toxic masculinity, folks. <laughs> it's very like, I don't know. I, obviously, it's been out for a while and there's been a lot of discourse on it. But it really is crazy to me that everyone was like, yeah, this is the quintessential dude bro movie. And it's like you read the first couple pages and you're like, this is like the gayest thing that I've ever read. And, you know, turns out, you know, the author's a gay man and he wrote it about his struggles with like heterosexuality and whatever. And you're just like, how did everyone not get that immediately? I don't, I guess we're all repressed in our own way. Aren't we're we? We're all very stupid. I think we're all very stupid. It's, I think it's unfortunately, it's one of those things like, 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 I don't know for a while I loved Rick and Morty. And then the fans were so terrible that I was like, well, I, I don't want to be like you. So that's it. It's like, I remember like going on to see Fight Club and really enjoying it because like as a kid, I was I liked Edward Norton as an actor. Um, and then 
and it bombed and no one talked about it. And then I went to college and the worst people I knew loved Fight Club. And I was like, oh, this is unfortunate. I can't like this anymore. Yeah, I definitely because what came out in like 1999. Yeah, yeah. it came out in 99. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it like had like a second life, like a handful of years later on. Because I remember when I was in high school, like later than that, I was like, people were like, oh, you, you, you got to see Fight Club. You got to see Fight Club, you know? Yeah, there was like a it, like that was like a weird thing that was possible at the time where a movie could bomb, but then do so well on VHS. Like where the, like that's what happened with Austin Powers. Like I worked at a video store and everybody just kept renting Austin Powers. And I was like, well, then I should watch it. And I did. And I was like, oh, this is really funny. And so like that movie was a huge bomb that went on to like spawn a sequel that has like Tom Cruise in a cameo. Like it, right. like it went on to make like so much goddamn money. And I will say like, I think fight club is like a great movie. Like yeah. there's, there's so much good. And like, again, like I think that that comes from you read the book and you're just like, I think aside from the ending, the ending's different, but like so much of the source material is like spot on. I mean, they, they ripped the script like, straight from the book to even like the quotes of the you know like the the dialogue and stuff like that but it's just like no it's like a legitimately good book it's a legitimately good story and it's a legitimately good film and it's it's a shame to see it like uh so maligned and so misunderstood and i think that i think we're turning the tide on it but it's still you know it's still a yeah, red flag there, there's I a guess. bit of a oh yeah it's a red flag book or movie forgot about yeah that. No, but it's still it's, like it's like the it the author is a gay man that wrote about his experiences with masculinity, and it's like that should be enough for people. Like, stop, let him have his story. It's, speaking he's of valid. Speaking of being enough for people, let's get to some listener voicemails. Uh, our number is three one two seven eight eight seventy three sixty one. You can always send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail dot com as well, or you can always send us an email. We'll uh, read your question on the air. But this week, we're going to listen to some voicemails we got. So without further ado, uh, let's hit it. Hello, Thought Cops. Holy crap, is that a serious cockiness? I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, you no. want to call yourself the loudest man on earth? I am the loudest man on earth. You have a podcast called The Loudest Podcast, more like the quietest podcast, <laughs> since you hardly can keep a regular schedule anymore. You have to have no life to have a podcast. Lucky for me, I have no life. But I know I have responsibilities in life. That's why I can't do my podcast about talking about burgers. If I had a podcast, I could never run out of stories. Like the time I bet Twitter and changed the name to X69 because funny sex number and the letter X is so cool. <laughs> I challenge it to a match at SummerSlam Mysterious. And I will be the one who will in your six-year undefeated streak. Um, I feel like that Peter AI voice is getting like worse and worse each time. <laughs> Because he's called in a few times, and I feel like he's just consistently more and more out of breath as he's talking. <laughs> he's tired. You don't get you don't get out of breath when you're on the phone. I get out of breath sometimes. I forget to breathe. I mean, I, I but that's like really bad though. I'm kind of worried about him. I think he's got. I COVID. mean, you should be should be worried about Peter Griffin for a bunch of for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, I know, we all are. But you know what? If if he if he's not going to, we, we can't change him. He has to change himself. Yeah, well, that's no, that's the unfortunate truth. Oh yeah, the loud, I didn't put out an episode of Loudest Podcast for a month because I was too upset and sad. <laughs> like, um, and then hey, so that's what we did too. For I three mean, months. when I yeah. heard episode three hundred, and I heard you guys being like, "Yeah, yeah, we uh, we took a break." I was like, "Good for fucking those guys," because it's like I don't know. Another thing with a podcast is either it's a huge success early, 
or it's a thing you like to do. And it's like, if you don't want to do it for a while, you should be able to like not do it for a while and not like feel it's so crazy. It's like, it's like, I definitely don't want to feel guilty about a show that doesn't get a ton of listeners. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, if I'm going to feel guilty about anything, it's like eating unhealthy foods, like not exercising, like staying up all like feel guilty about these things. that like have a real hardcore effect on my life, not calling my parents. Like I should save my guilt for that. But I don't know something about the content creation race. You're like, you're like, I didn't make content today. I'm a bad person. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I think that we put it off for a while because it felt like every podcast, Oh, they're out every single week. They're there. You know, they will have. And it was like, I don't think we have to do that. We can stop for a while. I think it was the right move. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm still kicking off the rust a little bit after not doing it for so long. But I think it was overall helpful. I think, yeah, I think uh, my my job search, uh, first and foremost, uh, I think took precedent for probably both of us. And I feel also like, yeah. There's like obviously like a mental health component too, where it's like when you're struggling with the job search and when you're struggling with life, you're like, I don't feel like being funny right now and putting that on the internet. So I don't want to. And then I also feel like too, like it gave us like a little bit of time to sort of like, it's like we, we did season two and we did like a couple episodes, I think that were like, good and going in like a certain direction and it's like yeah let's keep like how can we do this like how can we do it more how can we do it better what what more can we do to like change it because it's like we've mm -hmm. done this show for like six years now and it's like i don't want to keep doing the same thing all the time and it's like we can probably get bigger different guests on we have enough chops to you know, be able to interview people from different backgrounds and we plan to. So, you know, sometimes you gotta, you get so used to something and you take a step back and you go, oh no, I need an extra step back because I didn't take a step back for my step back. So, you know, and that's it. Try. Asterius, you want to jump in here because I don't know what to say to that. Oh no, I don't. I do have oh. a jump in. I just, yeah, did, okay, again, yeah. I was, I'm so gunsh. I'm trying to behave on this episode. But like, no, like my jump in is that like, I really like the cadence that YouTube creators have where they're like, when it's like, it's like, we don't expect a red letter media. Like we don't expect like a half in the bag every week. Like we expect to have in the bag when there's a movie they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Or like with like YouTube animators, like we don't expect a new animation every week. Like we expect one when it's done. Yeah. And I think that like, I think like that's kind of the, kind of where I want to personally like go with podcasting where it's like, I want it to be all right. If like an episode doesn't come out for a couple of weeks that people aren't like, did you die? Are you dead? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, That's the thing about podcasting is like, yeah, I, I like even like, I remember when come was still going and if they were like a few hours late, everybody thought yes. that like Nick was dead. Yes. They fought. They must've had it. They must've broken up. <laughs> well, is what they thought. Yeah. And they were right eventually. Yeah, but I mean, eventually everybody's right about that. Yeah. Like um like uh yeah, no, I uh I I think that again, unless you're getting paid a ridiculous amount of money or you have like a ridiculous amount of followers, like I don't see the advantage to beating the absolute piss out of yourself. It's not mm. like it's going to make 
funnier, better content that you're prouder of. I, it's just my I mean, opinion, I, th- I think it's I think it, you know, you, you can make an argument that it probably does the opposite after a while. Yeah. I, there is like the sense that it's like, yeah, I don't know. Burnout's fucking real. And I think that uh, more people are probably aware of that in their own lives and their jobs and shit like that, you know, more and more. Um, but yeah, there's also just that that aspect too where it's like i don't know i i don't want to just do things for the sake of doing them it's like i want to like you know have a reason to do something and then to do it you know i i just think there's also just like something frustrating on some level about the nature of like a podcast is just like yeah like feeling like i i think uh, as opposed to a YouTuber or something like that, you can put out content when you want, but a podcast feels like it has to be a dedicated thing. Like if somebody started the podcast today and put it out like whenever they felt like it would not, I feel like it wouldn't go anywhere. I think like the reason we have any of the success we do is because we were so consistent. All three of us were so consistent with what we did for a long time. Yeah. But then you get to a point where, yeah, it does become like fucking tiring. And then, yeah, yeah like you're like for what at some point, you know? Right. Yeah, it's it's like I want it. I mean, like I want to not feel like I'm talking into a microphone because I have to. Like I want to feel like I'm doing it because I want to. And I think like that the people that are ultimately the most successful are people who just want to talk all the time. You know what I mean? Like they mm. want, like they want to give their opinion on anything that's happening. Like I, like I. Like Ray William Johnson, it's like that guy just loved opening his mouth and like having like a torrent of diarrhea pour out of it. And like, I think that like not having shame and thinking that your opinion is the best and greatest opinion is probably like the key to success in entertainment. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. I think that's a problem. I think I've like attained a lot more shame over the years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. uh-oh. Know. You know, I mean, some would argue not enough. But uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like I have more shame. And I don't have a lot to say about... Because, you know, it's kind of like... And I don't want to go on too long of a tangent about this. But it's kind of like how I feel... You know, I, I've shit on this before. But like letterboxed and stuff. Like, I, I don't really feel the need to have one. Because it's like then I'm watching a movie. And I'm thinking about what I'm going to say from a little <laughs> review. Yeah. You know, I just want to watch the movie. You know, and like... I don't know. Even like we, I think there's a difference between that and something like, you know, we saw Oppenheimer over the weekend. We're going to review it for Fire Bros. But like, I wasn't like thinking about what I was going to say. I just was absorbing it and right, then holding right. on to stuff. I don't know. There's there's some fine line of a difference there. But yeah, I, I think I just got like more shame at some point or something where I just like, I don't really, nobody gives a fuck what I would have to say about this. I don't yeah, and I think fuck. that there's also like the aspect too where it's like some of this shit is just recreating the space that you would have in real life anyway or you know it 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 allows you to like reach out to different people that live in different like states and countries and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like have these like relationships and uh friendships and you know parasocial friendships with you know all these people all over and you can talk to people about your shared interests and whatever um but it does become like I I feel like I don't want to go all uh, capitalism bad, but there is like that like things are currency element to everything where it's just like 
I want to talk to people about like what what my thoughts and feelings are about things, but I also don't want like the source of my opinions to be like because I'm going to get so many likes. It it just it you know, and that yeah. I think comes from the sense of like well, because if I get enough likes and if I get enough follows, then I make enough money, and you know, it's all sort of like interrelated in some sort of way, and it's like. The, there's like a truth to that where it's like, yeah, if if the podcast does well, my pockets do well. But also at the same time, it's like, but I don't want that to be the impetus for like how I approach it. I would rather just approach it from like, I, I want to talk about these things. I want to have opinions on things that I care about, but I don't just want to have, yeah, an opinion on every single thing. Like my opinion fucking matters on every single thing. It doesn't. And I don't care about like most things. So... You know, yeah, I mean, that was a sense that, like, you know, it kind of brings us back to where we started the conversation with Ben Shapiro in the Barbie movie. Like, I really get the sense that that that, that guy was just like, oh, me talking about the Barbie movie will do numbers like 100. Yeah. He, and it did. Of course he it won. did. But it's like, that's the that's he's just, like it, he's 40 now. He's 40 yeah. and he's dressing up like Ken and he's made five videos talking about Barbie. And it's very. I just I would not want to be that person know, ever. Ru- that's that is just rough. it's yeah. too much. But let's hear this next voicemail. Yeah, let's yeah. get to on it. On that note. Uh hello, close personal friend Kevin. By that. <laughs> uh potential close friend Grant and Asterios. Just calling in with a simple question. Uh who is your favorite character in Street Fighter Three Third Strike? Is it Hugo? I certainly hope so. If not, why not? Okay. Talk to you later. Street Fighter 3. See you later. Bye. Bye. I I did not. Well, no, I did play this one a little bit. I know Grant's chomping at the bit, though. I'm sure he I've say, never played you say your Street Fighter games. I don't know. What do you think, uh, Grant? Are you are you an Ibuki guy? Well, I just said or, I've never played Elena. any. <laughs> Can are you, you not hear me? No, I heard you. I just didn't. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to see how this would bounce off of you. I don't know what any of these things are. You know Street Fighter. No, I've never played Street Fighter. You know what it is? But you know, like, well, I Chun know that I know that they fight in the streets. I don't know any of the names of the you people. You don't know yeah, you Ken do. and you know Ryu, Ryu and Blanca. No. Not How off the top of my you? head. I If you say them, I go, yeah, that's them. But if you were to say, hey, list off your five favorite Street Fighters, I would go, I don't know any Street Fighters because I don't know them. Well, you know I've how never he met said them. He said potential close friend Grant. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just blew it. Well, I think because you texted him back one time. Yeah, right? that's true. And then I went that on a nice show. That's um, that somebody stopped me from uh, Video Ditch podcast I was on recently. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would also go on a show. Just not with that, that attitude. No, I'm gonna I mean, ask I, him, like, I what's would... your favorite street fighter? Like, I don't know. I don't know what that well, is. Yeah, you would have to do a different episode. You then know? he's gonna like you can't just like he can't bring up something and then you just go. No, I don't you'd know have what to do is. an episode on a uh, Hello Kitty Mountain Adventure, perhaps. You know what that is? Yeah. Okay. It's right. coming to Switch. Well, my favorite Street Fighter Three character. Uh, it's like Breath is... of the Wild mixed with Animal, uh, the Animal Game. Oh, is that the? Yeah, I saw people yeah. talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite character is Twelve. He is That's a, a number, Kevin. shape shifting. He's a shape-shifting white guy. No, I think you're confused. That's a number. That's not a name of a person. You should look it up, Grant. You should, or, or you know what? Better yet, you could yes and it. 
I don't get it. Yeah, I yeah. Well, there's my favorite, uh, Asterios. <laughs> I mean, I like Blanca because he like when he was when I was young. I lo- I love that guy because he jumps on you and then he bites your head, and then sometimes he electrocutes you while biting your head, which is it really just adding insult to injury. It's already yes. taking a chomp out of your goddamn skull. Easy but, character to use. You just like press the one button really fast and he just like electrocutes him. Yeah, I was I have always been terrible at those at like any sort of combo, which is why I enjoy um uh what is it? Uh Smash Brothers cuz it's just like, oh, if I can get my hands on this bat, I don't have to do yeah. anything. You can do combos in Smash, but it's less it's more like you're moving and doing a combo than like you're hitting the buttons to do the combo and then you do the combo. A few characters they did, like the characters yeah. who came from other fighting games actually right. have combos in Smash. Ryu, Ken, uh, I should know this. Ricky? What the fuck is that other guy's name? I don't know. Vega? No, the guy from uh, Final Fight or Fatal Fury. I can't. The guy with the hat. Oh, the, the blonde guy with the hat. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what his name is. I can't is. remember his fucking name for some reason. Whatever you get my you get my point. They have like little you can do combos, and in Smash, if you do the combos, the attacks do more damage. But you can also just do regular moves too. They do a little less. I like I know that like hardcore fighting game fans love Smash and are constantly like air that wave dashing and comboing this and chaining that. Like for me as like an idiot, I'm like ah, if I can get the Star Man, I think I got, I got a shot at this. You know what I mean? Like that like those yeah. power ups really help. Like. It's like, it's like if it's I like get a the party zapper, game that you yeah. can get a little too technical on, but it's a party game. I get the zapper, I can fucking go across the I can cheese you right off the cliff. I get that zapper. Yeah, it's I mean valid. I'm not I'm not a competitive gamer really at all, so whatever. Speaking of whatever, let's uh next voicemail. <clears throat> Today's episode of Thought Cops was brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper, it's what pussy tastes like. Right. <laughs> is that true? Uh, people are wondering. Has I don't. He ne- has you, he, I don't know, Kevin. Is it true? People are wondering. Has he never drank Dr. Pepper, or does he not eat pussy? <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna leave that ambiguous. But you know, uh, Dr. Pepper, if if you're listening, um, and if you want to throw some ad money, that's what an ad could sound like on Thought Cops. Just yeah, just throwing that out there. We'll have somebody else call in and just say. It tastes like pussy. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of somebody else calling in, here's the last wait, voicemail. Wait. Oh, yeah. Want, just real quick. I'm just realizing now. Is Dr. Pepper the best one? Is that the best soda? I. It's like Coke, Sprite, like Mountain Dew, all these others. Like, they're all good. I love them all. Something about Dr. Pepper, though. You get me a nice bottle of Diet Dr. Pepper, and I'm and I'm having fun all night. What, what's your guys' take on Dr. Pepper? Yeah, I I don't really like. I don't drink a lot of pop because like I was a fat kid, and I remember I stopped drinking pop, and I lost a lot of weight in high school. Yeah, and I only ever have it any time to this day if it's with a mixed drink because I'm like, oh, that's my little cheat code. I'll yeah, have then it's healthy. Yeah. If I make if I yeah. make a double bad, then it's healthy for me. Yeah, exactly. They cancel uh, each other out. But like a, a like a Dr. Pepper. And whiskey or something. That's fucking good. Like that's a good I, mixed drink. That's a really good mixed drink, actually. I think over coke. Diet, over coke. I think yes, yes, absolutely over coke. It's yeah, coke's kind of boring. It. Yeah. I I think Diet Dr Pepper is the only diet that tastes like the regular one. It's like Diet Coke and Coke are two completely different substances. 
Like yeah. they taste nothing alike. I don't know. You got agree or disagree on that, guys? I'd say it's closer. I'd say it's probably more more tolerable. You know, I think it's the flavor. A, yes, like, yeah, because it has this, it has a distinct flavor that Coke twenty three. 23 flavors. Well, there's so many. Yeah, it's like... it's so, so many. Some of those are going to be come through the diet formula. I think um, I think my favorite soda is probably like if we're going sugar over diet, um, which we seem to, I suppose. Um, but I think uh, what I would usually go towards if, if I'm splurging a little uh, would probably be uh, squirt. But that's not in every... That's not in all the time. Yes, sort of thing. That's like I a, you, want, you need wild. to be in the but when when you're when you want it though it's the best thing. But you don't always want it, you know. You know what's something disgusting I've noticed lately? How I don't know. Not everybody does this. I've only heard a few people do this. But when people, because you know how there's like diet Coke and the Coke, I've heard to people refer to like the regular one as like Coke heavy. Yeah, you guys heard that. I've no. heard Coke heavy and I've heard Coke fat. Yeah. I've heard full fat Coke and it's just like. That's even worse. Yes. They both make, they both make makes me it, feel bad. Makes me yes. think I'm like drinking like flavored lard. Yes. When, when you said uh, disgusting, I thought you were going to say that uh, what you thought was disgusting was how people in the South put uh, peanuts in their Dr. Pepper. Are you serious? What? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that thing. Is, yeah. I bet I'm not that's great. That I mean, listen, I'll try anything, but that doesn't sound very good. Why are you so sold on it, Asterios? That's... Because adding salt to anything makes it taste better. Like, so I'm imagining like the salt and oil from the peanuts rubbing off in the... I imagine like that's what you're getting. Like, yeah, unless yeah. you're mashing the peanuts up into a paste, like you're not a lot of peanuts going to get in there. But it's that oil and salt. People in the South are on, uh, they're on one. They're on the next level. Yeah, they're on um, insulin. Fentanyl? Here's the next yeah. voicemail. Hey, Sock Cops. It's Shadow Forks. Oh, your hello. favorite person that you knew that met the guy who voiced Wario. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to the episode with the this, this Wario imposter. I had nightmarish vision of the Wario flipping them just last night, and I knew it would become this. Please, Mr. Wall impersonator, I need to know about your opinions regarding the influx. Well, let um, you cut out there, Shadow. Are you Look, yeah. Look, maybe let's just maybe let's is this on purpose on or is this yeah, uh, I I don't know because that's think, a funny bit but uh, I feel like it's not on purpose no yeah, it, look, it cut out a little I think he was generally asking like what my opinion on Wario is and it's I just remember playing Wario Land as a kid and thinking oh this is the best Mario game and I played like all well, of them how come you say Wario but not you said like you don't say Wario. You say Mario, but you don't say Wario. The moment. It's because he's in New York. That's the how they say it. But he, there. but Wario, Wario should be Wario to him. I knew the the I knew the moment I said that. It M severely word, bothers him. I was way. like it severely bothers. Him. I was Guilty. like, I know I didn't say it right, and I don't even remember how I said it. But I was like, maybe if I keep talking, I can get back. <laughs> like maybe I can like well, build enough buffer. <laughs> 
it's not even the issue that you said Mario like that. It's just the fact that there's not consistency across like names. You know, you said you said Mario, but then you no, said Wario right. regular. I know. No, you're right. And it's like, huh? Da, 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 da. We're the Mario Brothers, and plumbing's our game. It's like they don't say Mario like. Captain Lou Albano doesn't say, we're the Mario brothers. He's like, we're the Mario brothers. I think that's why I say it. Because that was the first human that I'd heard say it out loud with any kind of authority. You know, like that yeah. guy on 4chan who was like, well, he never heard the word shoegaze out loud. So he yeah. thought it was shoegazy. It's the exact same thing. It's It wasn't until, yes, people on 4chan did not know how to say Mario, right? Well, Mario didn't <laughs> Mario didn't have a real voice until like 1996. It's a lot of well, ambiguity there. But to me, his real voice was from the Super, Super Mario Brothers Super oh, Show. Because, yeah, I was just thinking like the games, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, because what's his, yeah, because he would go, hey, Paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And like Luigi would always be like, Mario, we're running out of pasta. Like mm -hmm. that was that's my thing. And so when I saw the Super Super Mario Super Mario Brothers movie, I, I like I was babysitting my nieces, and I was like I was like twenty five dollars, huh? We'll shut them up for two hours, and unfortunately, it did. It only shut them up for like seventy minutes. I forgot how short kids' movies are, but like, but they there's that moment where they reference the song, and I'm like. I'm young again. I love it. A reference just for me. This is so great. And then later I'm like, oh, they got the voice actress from Daisy and from the, uh, the movie, which I convinced myself that that movie was good. The original Super Mario Brothers movie, the, the one that came out in the 90s. I know. Uh, we, we had I a long discussion. We had a long discussion in our Discord about this. I said it was not good, but some people were like, no, it totally because I feel like it's one of those things where everybody did hate it for a long time. Then all of a yes. sudden, it's, and now everybody's like, "Oh, the new one comes out," and they're like, "Oh, the old one's better. The old one's good." It's like everybody fucking hated that movie up until like a year ago. It was like, it was like a laughing stock sort of movie. Yes. It was one of those like, "Hey, do you remember? It? Watch this. Get high and watch this, and tell me if it's a good movie." And everyone goes, "No, it's not a good movie." Yeah, yeah, no, it's like it's like there's a backlash to the backlash, like. I'm a kid. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I have to see this. It's, it's my favorite video game. Like, um, like, you know, I remember like teaching my like 80 year old grandpa, grandpa who did not speak English, like how to shoot the gun from duck hunt and how to jump the jump man. And like, I had like so many formative memories with this game. And then I like, go see the movie and like, I know I didn't enjoy myself, but I remember being like, kind of convinced myself that I liked what I was seeing and that it wasn't like off-putting as fuck that like Yoshi was like a giant like Yoshi got put in a machine and transformed into like a screaming monster yeah that's exactly what the movie is and there's like gunk all over like this like kids version of Blade Runner it's a mess but I guess yeah you're I, I think we never got your actual question or the answer to that question was how do you feel about Wario you said you like Wario Land as a kid yeah, and, and then I get Wario Land and I'm like, oh, this is the best one of these games. Um, just like putting on hats and dashing through walls and like, and it's, it was the first time ever that I was like, oh no, I want the coins. Cause like, 
look, you play the, the play the Mario games and like, look, you, you, at some point you They're have there. so many one ups that it really doesn't matter. Like, especially yeah. with the first one where like you could do the thing in the first level and jump on the Koopa 99 times and you're fine. It's like usually like I wouldn't die because I ran out of lives. I like I would stop playing because I got bored with Wario. Like he wanted the coins so much that I wanted the coins. <laughs> And I remember like at the end of the game, like it totals up like how many coins you have. And like Wario is like on a throne of coins that keeps getting like taller and taller and taller. And I was like, I got to go back to a previous save and see if I can get my man even more coins. And then I know there's that new game. What is it? Pizza party, pizza, pizza, oh, man. pizza tower. Yeah. yeah. And apparently like someone was like pizza towers, like a take on the Wario land games. And I was it's like, Wario like, and I'm like, it is. I'm like, I played that game and all I know is that the controls are too hard for me to do anything. Like, uh, do you get that on Steam Deck? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, that's how you should be playing with a little joystick and a jump button. Yeah. No, I can't. I, I'm, I can only imagine like these controls are so complicated. I just imagine them making a small version of me cry. Do you think that like Wario and his love of collecting coins and the impetus to want to like collect coins, do you feel like that fed into your, um, your interest in uh we'll just say sports betting i got it i got an email during i got an email like oh, when, oh at 11 13 right now it's 11 19 i got this email five minutes ago it's taken so much effort to not <laughs> open the email because it just told me whether or not i won or lost a bet and i'm like no be nice to kevin grant don't because like sometimes when there's a podcast guest, you can hear them clicking their keys, and you can hear them clicking their mouse, and you and it's like I know you're playing Age of Empires right now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we've definitely, we've definitely had that before, but we've definitely you know edited out a lot of clicking and clacking. Yes, that is, a, that is a, the perfect point to end the show. Oh, we want to get, we want to see, like, let you get your money. And everything, but before we let you go, uh, I want to say if anyone wants to give us a call if that inspired you, our number is three one two seven eight eight seventy three sixty one, or you can always send us an email or an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail dot com. Asterios, before we go, can you let everybody know where they can find you and all your good stuff and everything you have to offer to the world? Oh no, absolutely! Listen, if you enjoyed listening to me be loud on this podcast, you're going to enjoy my podcast, the loudest podcast. It's a show where my uh, in my far too online fiance exposes me to the horrors of the internet. She's planning a whole skibbity toilet episode and she's telling me like, look, at one point I knew what that was because I read an article about it in the New York Times and then my brain just pushed that information out of my head and then all of a sudden we're driving the car and she's like, you know, skibbity toilet and I'm like, I did. I don't now. And she's like, don't learn anything else about it. I'm going to play you 30 of these videos. Um, I'm not going to yeah. say anything. I want you to just enjoy that on the show. And if, if people want to hear that, because I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Check out the loudest podcast. Yeah. And then also just last thing, just to let your listeners know, because they may also be wondering about this in my three-way parlay on tonight's Cincinnati Reds Chicago Cubs game. I bet a parlay is this. It's when you bet three random unrelated things to happen and if they do uh, we've all seen uncut gems wait they talk about parlays and uncut gems i think that's like the big like the big bet that he places like oh. the final bet 
I don't want to. I did. I don't. I heard the ending of that movie and I was like, yeah, I don't. This is well, you better watch me. it. I think it might. Yeah, you, know, you have could to save you. Yeah. You have to know what happens at the beginning. Oh, no, I guess that's true. But oh, yeah. So I yeah, said no, not, not what not to do. Yeah. I said, I don't think anyone's going to score a run in the first inning. I think the Reds are going to score the first run. And I think that the final total will be an odd number. I hit every leg of my parlay and I turned 10 free DraftKings bonus dollars into 40 real dollars and 40 cents. My bet paid off. I'm going to Fuddruckers. You know, in the future, we call that place Buttfuckers. (laughs) Why not now? It seems like we can all use a laugh. I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, well, oh, we'll see. I think it will happen uh, sooner than uh, sooner than you think, because Idiocracy is actually a documentary. <laughs> what? God. All right, guys, we'll let you go here. Uh, thank you all for listening. And as always, we'll see you on the other side. See you, Space Cop. I figured if I just say it over. Just help me out. Bye.